Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Sunday, August 8th. Welcome to the Williams and Bloom Sunday night podcast. The wife asked me tonight, when are you guys going to be done with this? The quarantine's been over for a while. And I was like, uh, it's a, it's official now. Like it's... We're rolling. A happy birthday to your wife. Yeah. Thank Crystal. You. It was a fun weekend back in her. Lovely Crystal Bloom. Yep. What all did you guys do? We had family reunion for her birthday. <laughs> that sounds horrible. It was so, that sounds awful. Uh, so I, all I her, can't think of a worse way to spend my birthday. But you know her. her they're good. To, they're good they, people. They get after it. No, I like, so her, I like her family. Yeah, it was, God. It was fine. It was fine. That they, sounds just stressful. There was 40, 40 of us, and so uh, her grandma had all but one of her 21 great-grandchildren <sighs> there, so that was kind of cool, or whatever it was. I've been doing home improvement all weekend. So uh, you finished your gym. I finished my gym. Uh, we need you're some gonna, Cody Road to a little cheers. You're going to start looking like Brees Hall. Man, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't ever look like Brees, but um, no, I just like... Time. time. Everything with me is time. Like, yeah. I never have enough time. And there's a, I, there's a bunch of people in our age range. And yes. So yep. I thought, like, okay, when I used to work out, the mm-hmm. thing that keeps me from doing it now is I would drive to Ankeny, mm-hmm. work out, drive back, shower, or even if I shower there, it's a two and a half hour commitment. Process, right. So now it's literally right next to my office. Go go do a set, come back, you know, like, so I, and I'll save money in the long run because I bought the gym equipment, but it's an investment. So yeah, I mean, it's, it yeah, really, it finally got my gym done. It's tough unless you go really early. And I, I admire the people that have the commitment to do that. See, I used to prior to kids. Four, four thirty in the morning. Though. How do you get up at four in the morning when you're up with a baby on? Well, like that's the that, problem. There lies the problem. Yeah. Or you so. go late at night, but then you're fighting the same battle. Anyways. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks to our friends at MacDyne. Chris for, Clover's in great shape. He is in good shape. Yep. He uh, He's a whiskey connoisseur, too. Uh, I was in Nashville over the last week, and Clover gave me some great spots Tips. to go and check. He travels a lot. You know, MacDyne, we told you, it's worldwide, a worldwide, yeah. worldwide company. Uh, he gave me some spots to hit up in Nashville, a uh, really good place. Um Nashville's my favorite city in the world, by the way. I was going to say that. I, I, I told you you would it is, be right up your alley. It is my favorite surprised. city that I've ever been to in my life. And it really, like, I can't. Vegas is great, but, like, it's just, it's Vegas. Yeah. Um, How many bachelorette parties did you run into? Well, I mean, I, I didn't really, the 
biggest like party night I was out was a Thursday. Oh, so okay. like I think yeah, that was probably um I I went to the Opry on Tuesday and then I went out um you know downtown area Wednesday and Thursday. And like the biggest thing that I take away is like the world class music that is being yeah, played every day. at five o'clock on a Wednesday at like a random dive bar. Yep. Like the guys who are the guys and gals who are playing on like a Wednesday afternoon in Nashville would be headlining anything in Iowa. Yeah, it's basically I mean, if you want to be yeah. somebody in country music, you, you go there. Memphis is the same way when we've gone there yeah. for bowl games. Just, just a different type of music that you're listening Man, to. Man, are you going to start CommodoreFanatic.com? <laughs> Man, I don't think we have enough fans, which is ironic <laughs> right. considering they're in the SEC. The situation. All, all cushy. But no, uh, thanks to Time for continuing to give. Um, blooming me a reason to get together on Sunday nights to drink. The good news is Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation, they love it so much. They've renewed for another year oh, of sponsoring fantastic. the Williams and Bloom podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Check them out at Mechdyne.com. With that, we are going to um, congratulations to our friends. English, the the band, um, they have their new LP out. That, that's what they call it, right? An LP is I what the kids so. are calling it these days. Mm-hmm. You can check it out on Apple Music and Spotify as well. Um, we're going to give you a little... This one is called From Hell to Breakfast as we uh, take you in for another little Sunday night realignment that fall sounds, camp discussion. It sounds like a night at Sips. <laughs> hold on i didn't do that right we want to we you want to hear the whole thing right you gotta have the whole effect yeah yeah. here we go yeah Thorns. What's the name of the album? The album is called the Mona Lucy EP. By English. Oh, so it's an EP. I was calling it an LP. My apologies to to the band English for that. No, it's what? Five tracks? Pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well done. Go and check it out. It just came out. It's really, uh, really fantastic. All right. um, All right, Bloom. uh, Where do we dig in? I'll, I'll lead here um, with uh, the Bobby Bowden news today. Yeah. I, I thought uh, it's not Iowa State, but I, I mean, we all think about Seneca the run. Absolutely, you know, like One of my the, most vivid memories. Some great history yes. there. Um, I I personally credit Bobby Bowden with he's the reason that I hate Nebraska. Well, I, you were you were kind of a closet Florida State fan, weren't you? You still am. Yeah. Like, I mean, not really anymore because Bowden's gone. But you were but, rooting against Nebraska. So and that's the reason why. You yeah, like, like the Knowles. Growing up in Southwest Iowa, it was insufferable uh, to be an Iowa or an Iowa State fan in that era. Mm-hmm. You know, in the '90s, and it was the 1994 Orange Bowl where this. You know, I'm ten. 
And, you know, you turn it on and the tomahawk shop yeah. and, like, they get oh, these yeah. badass uniforms and, like, and they, they beat them, you know? And it was just like, oh, my God. Like, it wasn't even at 10. Like, I didn't even hate Nebraska. But it was, like. It just popped off the screen. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I you get- always watch Nebraska because they were always on. And this Florida State team beats them on, like, because back then the bowl games were really important. Like, if you're in, man, the Orange Bowl. Like, that, that was, was a yeah. huge deal. And from then on, I, I was a um, Florida State fan. My uh, my late friend, uh, you knew him well from college, uh, Nathan. Yeah. Uh, he was a big Miami fan. That's right. Growing up, and me and Fink used to have, like, a annual date with one another watching the Miami-Florida State game. But, yeah, like, Bobby Bowden, I read his book, his latest book, and really um, don't want to be like, oh, he was the perfect guy, but, like, it fascinating like that that guard that era of college football right where really the glory years for me um I prior prior yeah. to the disastrous end of the Joe Paterno era right like sure. tragic good, good how point. um but like those guys right and like to me that was when the sport really grabbed me Bowden was a titan and yeah. then it takes me back to the run or not the run, uh, the Seneca was in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, never that, forget that night. Well, the fact that I mean, it was a big deal. The fact that Iowa State was even playing in that. Yeah. So that was the Eddie Robinson Classic. It was the first game of the year, and Florida State was ranked third at the time. And actually, Andy Fails and Keith Murphy just posted uh, a, a cool little thing of Fails in typical Fails fashion was trying to get Bowden before the game, back when you could actually. You know, do when the TV guys could do when they could yeah. do more. I mean, they just yeah. it's they've been now. You don't talk to the coach just the day totally before the game. Neutered. Yeah, <laughs> but they did, and so Fails is on the field, and that you know, gang of reporters. Fails was aggressive too, and he was, yeah. and he so he goes to he goes, Bobby, I'm from Iowa. How bad are you going to beat beat up on Iowa State tomorrow? Like. Yeah. Just trying to get him, and and, and Bobby's yeah. like, oh man, I, you know, they're a good team, and and yeah. all this stuff. But it was just, he it probably was really had a lot neat. of respect for McCarney. Well, and then it got, I mean, that I I and twenty five other twenty five thousand other Cyclone fans went to that game. You were there, okay, great. And I encourage people occasionally. Cyclones TV will will run that, or the, but you can find it online. It is a really phenomenal football game. I want to so watch it. Yeah, it is, I, need I mean, to do it is that. competitive, and obviously, remember the last play when. You know, Iowa State gets stuffed and Seneca was in, but <laughs> it it was really, it was a big comeback. Um, Iowa State made it super interesting. Seneca was amazing that game. I mean, yeah. he literally was the best player in college football on that night. And, um, you know, Iowa State should have should have been there. Which, but my, my favorite story, Chris, so I was there. I was a senior in high school, and I, I, I've did, told did, the story did before. Did Dennis let you have a beer? Uh, no, no, but he let, he let me take my girlfriend. Oh, so this was, uh, okay. Tell yeah, this so, story. Yeah. Right. So and we stayed at the Adams Mark, which is right across the street. Shout out to Dennis Bloom. Yeah. Thank Prince you. Dennis. Dad. Yep. Yep. It was a big, uh, so yeah, it was a big deal. So I got to take the girlfriend. We went to the Royals. Did she game. stay in the same bed as you? Um, or did she have a cot? I believe I'm Did they not wheel sure. in a cot for. I think I think we had the double bed situation and we stayed because it'd be she air quotes. We stayed in separate beds. She can't stay with your dad. No, we had two rooms. Oh, I think I'm okay. trying. I mean, yeah. uh, okay, but, whatever you want to tell well, yourself. Well, but so the, so this this uh, this is this is part of the story. So we go to the <laughs> we go to the Royals game. I think it was the Twins, and then we go to the Iowa State game the same night. Like it was a, oh, a wow. doubleheader. It was, you know, a lot of Iowa State fans did the same thing. But it's about the second quarter, 
and we're we don't have great seats. We're up, you know, in one of the end zones. And my girlfriend at the time says to me, "Hey, where's that yellow line for first downs at?" <laughs> That's serious. I'm surprised that was even on TV at the That's time. That's serious. But it That's was great. yeah. So I think the yellow line started in like '99. But so at that point, I'm like, yeah. oh man. We yeah. didn't last uh, much yeah. past the, the Texas Tech game that year, <laughs> if I remember right. I'll never forget. The, the Texas Tech game was the run. It was right? the run, yeah. Yeah, and that was on TBS. Yep. I'll never forget that. Yep. I I remember watching that. Don't judge me, but I was in a hotel room with my Uncle Dick. We had watched Iowa play. I, I, Iowa Penn was State? terrible. I, I, w- no, that was their good year. That was 02. Was that the McCann year? When, um, no, 02 was Brad Banks. Oh, well, yeah, I was so were good. I was with my Uncle Dick okay. in a hotel room in Iowa City. That's all I know gotcha. when, when Seneca had the run, and we were like, yep. holy sh- this guy. Like, So that, yeah. that same year, uh, that TBS broadcast included this two sideline reporters, Aaron Andrews and Craig Sager for wow. that game. So, I mean, it was a, it was literally a who's who. That's another fun broadcast to go back and rewatch. And those old TBS games, we got a lot of those. They, oh, they're were, they were on a lot. Yeah, that... Maybe Turner can get, get back into the game of uh, college football. So anyway, long story short, I'm glad I was it had that experience Man. against Bowden, um, and always did you always like have him? That. Or did I did. Like, no, he was. You know what? I, we need more of that. I mean, he's really like a Johnny Orr type. Yes, where he was a larger than life character. I don't yeah. know X's and O's wise if yeah. he he was knew what he was doing, but he had good people underneath him, and those. Those Bowden Spurrier rivalries in the '90s, those are awesome. I mean, you're looking at Spurrier Bowden, um, Tom Osborne, and then all the was everybody they had at Miami, and then everybody in Miami, yeah, yeah the revolving door. <laughs> but they're always good, yeah. And it was, and then you know, Paterno not quite at that level, and then Ohio State was always you know somewhat there, but never quite as relevant. So those were uh, those. I I agree that that's of course in our in our wheelhouse for college football, but it was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. I, I long for it these days. Um, again, I was trying to just today explain to my wife conference realignment. Nobody really understands it unless you're completely in the weeds. And even if you're in the weeds, you don't really understand it. Yeah. Cause nobody knows. But yeah. And it's, and it doesn't make sense. Like none of it really on the surface makes any, unless you're in a boardroom in Disney, you know, for ESPN, yeah. like that, that really is what this comes down to. Um, we did have a development. So rest in peace, Mr. Yes, Bowden, as we absolutely. move on. I He lived a quality life. Listen, man, like I, I would encourage anybody to read his latest book. If you're just a college football fan, it left a profound impact on me. His story, I, I'd like Dan McCarney to do something like this, but um, I don't know if Jamie Pollard would like it, but the, the story of Bowden, like when he's getting ousted there and pushed out the door ah. is just really, it's one of those deals where everybody understood it. But it's still heartbreaking, like to to know everything what that man put into it. He built that program from nothing because they brought in Jimbo to be an assistant, knowing yes. that he was going to be the head coach. And, and Bobby wasn't really he wasn't yeah. comfortable with the situation. <laughs> it, it was a it was quite the deal. Anyways, uh, so rest in peace, Mr. Bowden, and then his sons too had a great legacy. We just yeah. saw Terry in the Akron, the the saddest Iowa State football game I've ever been in after the Celia Barquin or Rosalina. Oh. Uh, right. when that Akron team came in yep. there, but a lot of history. All right. Um, so yeah, it, simpler time. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now the, the, the news of the week is that Bob Bowlesby flew to California to meet with the Pac-12 commissioner. And there's been discussions of everything from a merger to a scheduling alliance to whatever. Uh, I, I, do you want me to go like conspiracy theory here or let's just let's go, let's, let's go deep end. Well, I, I think the pack, everybody's like, you know, cause the, the, the verdict is out on what the national media thinks on the eight remaining big 12 schools. Right. Like, yeah, and I have, I have some beef with that, which yeah, we'll get into later. I, yeah. But yeah, you, you know what I, I mean? Understand. So the immediate response is, well, what does that group do for the pac 12? Right. You saw sure. it. Everywhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right away. All the talking heads start saying that. Yep. I think it makes a lot of sense for a couple of reasons for the pac 12. Number one um, is just, let's be honest. Are you positive USC's happy? No. If there's going to be some sort of a Super League, or even if the Big Ten were to decide, hey, we need to really step our game up to counteract this SC, are you confident? You can hang on to those guys. Yeah. And that's why, like, even if you're not going to do anything now, like, do you tell me that those two commissioners didn't have some sort of a conversation about this? Because I think it, I think the Pac-12 is very similar to the old Big 12 prior to. I mean, you take, let's say you take um, UCLA and USC or USC and Oregon or whoever, you you pull them out. Yeah, USC is the big dog, though. Yeah, and and I I do think that that's to me that's the theme of the week is a lot of these big schools they can look around and and listen. I I don't know. I have no idea if you. But it, that's the biggest reason why it makes sense for the new Pac-12 commissioner to be having these conversations so you don't get flat-footed like Bob Bowlesby did. Yeah, and I think you can you can just kind of walk walk before you run here. So I thought it was interesting that they really kind of pushed this uh, scheduling alliance as a prospective thing. And so I think that's really a soft way to, to do this. So instead of just having a full-on merger with, 20 teams or whatever it would be. If you do this scheduling alliance, you essentially could then, Chris, you could mandate, and this is assuming the Big 12 would then add two to four schools as well uh, from wherever. But you could mandate via, via this alliance that each Pac-12 and Big 12 school have to play each other in two of the non, the quote-unquote non-conference games. Mm-hmm. And maybe in basketball, it's three games to get you to each other. So, why why is that important? Well, TV wants good games. This is why this is the genesis of this entire operation. Is they do not want uh, 
an SEC school playing a division FCS school. Like that does nothing for TV. So if you can just make these made for TV games, so every single Pac-12 school is playing two Big 12 schools, that immediately drives up your TV inventory for the better. And so that's not even to mention you then grab the Pac-12 grabs the central time zone. Perhaps you even get some more subscriptions because assuming some of those games would then be on the Pac-12 network, like this would drive up for each. Plus the Big 12 then gets the uh, understanding that they're in a better place with their revenue as well. And so it's uh, it's kind of a win-win without having to actually merge. So I think that makes a lot of sense if starting in whatever year that would be is Iowa State would then be mandated to play you know, they have to play Utah and they have to play a oh, no. Washington. Smith yeah, just, right. But I just think. Yeah, but you just brought back bad that, memories. That's I, don't a lot, to, I don't want any piece of Utah, okay? That's a lot better if you're Fox. Play, I want Oregon. Yeah, okay, give us Oregon again. <laughs> yeah, kick their ass. Uh, but that's a lot better for Fox knowing that these non-conference games of which we have is better than Utah playing Sacramento State. I mean, you're getting made-for-TV matchups right away, and that drives up the value, and that means you probably would bid more on that contract. You still need somebody else, though, to play the game. And so I think it also helps being on the, the, the West Coast as you get, you know, who knows? The streaming thing is was brought up again by everybody this week of for the playoff. Like, the, the, these, the powers that be want the streaming companies involved. Perhaps if you have this alliance with somebody out West, it's easier than to entice those guys to get into the game as well. So I think it makes a lot of sense, long story short. I've, I've long predicted that the first league to... Um, make a big deal with the streaming company would be the Pac-12 based off of Silicon Valley. Yeah, just, they're alumni. That's where they're alu- yeah, that it just makes the most sense that that would be the first league that that one of those companies would jump on. Yep. So again, it's it's like um, it be an easy step to make without having to make the drastic step. And so I think that may be your first move before then maybe ultimately down the road you do a, a larger scale merger. Uh, what the Pac-12 is concerned about is USC. And USC has to ask itself, do we really want to go all the way east? Yeah. And the it's USC a big question for them. Yeah. I mean, and, and you're not talking about just the football. I mean, you're talking about all those sports potentially as well. I'm sure the Big Ten would love to have them. But, man, that is a that is a big step forward. All right. Um, in a second, I want to give Bloom the floor uh, <laughs> to bitch about national media members. We can name ins- names, too, because we, we don't care. We, we're, no. we're not a part of a network, so we can say whatever the hell we want. Yes, me and Stu Mandel are going to get into it. <sighs> what is his problem? I don't know. Who, who does he think he is? Um, I'll tell you who he thinks. I, 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 he does good work. Yeah. I've read him for years. But for God's sake, like, they, I mean. Is he getting paid by the networks and, like, on the side? Does, do all sports writers, and I fall into this, too, do we all have to be stand-up comedians on Twitter? Can we not just like, like the self-importance meter of sports writers in general just drives me freaking crazy. Cheers to that. Uh, but, you know, I shouldn't get too nuts because my friends at the Iowa Clinic uh, and Dr. Nicholson have talked to me about stress and anxiety and um, how, I, how I get myself too worked up yeah, over yeah, things. That's true. And then it crashes at the end. That's why, uh, coming up here, I always do it right before September. I just, you know, does that sound like typing? I type up iowaclinic.com, and I will go to appointments on the right side, and I will schedule my annual physical with Dr. Nicholson 
in Ankeny. I'm going to do it right here on my computer. I don't even have to pick up the phone anymore. They got like your patient portal, all that good stuff, uh, right at iowaclinic.com. They got everything. Uh, Bloom takes his kids there. They got uh, pediatricians. Um, Been there a lot this they, summer. They got a lot of like back pain um, experts and stuff like that. Uh, they got everything. Um all your locations, you click on the locations tab, and I can promise you they wherever you live in the Des Moines metro, the Iowa Clinic has got a spot for you. Most importantly, they've supported us here at Cyclone Fanatic for a really long time, so we ask you to support them. Check them out at iowaclinic.com today. Also, our friends at Gravitate Coworking, main man Jeff Wood. He's a huge Cyclone Fanatic listener, and uh, he's a big supporter of ours as well. I would encourage you to go to gravitatecoworking.com. I, was in, uh, I drove through Jefferson. This week, did you see it? I did. Really? Yeah. How I wanted to look? stop. It. I didn't have time. Look great though. Do they Jefferson's have a, cool. I like Jefferson. It's a good town. They yeah. got. I love the Wild Rose Casino. Yeah, up and then there. You, but the then sports like, book there is phenomenal. And they've got the old school downtown, which is great. Oh no! I just spilled something in my Cody Road. Big fan of Jefferson. Green uh, County, baby. Anyways, um, check out Gravitate Coworking. I'm telling you, in this COVID deal, you know, people are talking about it again. This Delta. I know. This, I it, this. But what I, point mm, being, yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna go some weird directions. I think. I think that these office buildings are in trouble, and yeah. co-working continues to become a better option, in my opinion. Flexibility. They do a really good job at the COVID protocols at gravitatecoworking.com. All right, uh, you know all these. Uh, listen, listen, man. I get it. I know where Iowa State is on the food chain. I've never once, I've never once thought that Iowa State was Alabama. Okay, I understand all the all the stuff that goes with it, but I do think that the the hate for the angry eight has gotten a little bit out of yeah. control. Like I, I mean, I, I feel like people are going out of their way to like fans that are passionate and scared and worried and like just being just absolutely taking a big dump in our Cheerios, man. Well, and to, big greasy dump. And who who decides who has value and not? Like this is the the biggest gripe I have over this whole ordeal. It's like, all right, I understand that the the eight remaining are never going to be Texas and Oklahoma from a, a, from a standpoint. I mean, they are they are large institutions. Yeah. They've had a lot of success, but at some point, you have to ask yourself, okay, let's step back a little bit here and figure out how. How do brands become brands? How do you get valuable? And you get valuable because you have a product people want to watch and you're successful or in Texas, sometimes successful. But in that case, Chris, is it the chicken or the egg here? And this is what I keep coming back to is we go through this whole thing of all these eight don't have value. They're never going to have value. None of these TV networks should want them. They don't get the ratings. Well, if you go back and actually look at the context here, Iowa State has drawn comparatively pretty well. So this all started for me when they were going on and on. And Mandel wrote this piece two weeks ago, Stewie Mandel, about how... The Athletic. Yeah, they the do athletic. good work. You yep. can subscribe. I subscribe. Cammy came over to say hello. Where's, oh, there's Cammy. Hi, Cammy. Hey, Cameron. Do you want to say hi to the listeners tonight? Hi. What do you have to say to them tonight? Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Daddy's been trying to get Cameron to start her own new business. What business do you need to get? Does Dad try to get you to start? We talked about it at the kitchen table today. 
Uh, yeah, friendship bracelets. Don't you think she could start a great business selling and creating friendship bracelets for people? I think you got a good built-in audience. I think it'd be great. She could do a friendship bracelets podcast. We could build her a website. She could ship them all across the world. Oh, my my pen pal um, in Mexico wants this color of a friendship bracelet, and Cameron creates it and sends it. What's the uh, resale value for one of those? How much what you want to sell? We, your... we sell those for, Cami. Uh, one. One dollar. I feel like okay. you're underpricing yeah, it a little bit. Good up to five. All right, you going to bed? Shipping. Uh, no. Oh. No, but my movie over. Oh, okay. Well, Daddy's going to keep podcasting with Brent here, okay? Why don't you go up and uh, play on your iPad, okay? okay. All right. Mom's putting, I can't the, Mom must be putting the baby to bed. Um, so Yeah, so so where I, where I was. So yeah, sorry about that, no, listeners. All good, but... This is, the, this is what this you is, get. This is what happens. So this it struck me after Mandel wrote this piece a couple weeks ago saying, you know, if you look at every TV game outside of Texas and Oklahoma, it's pretty scary for the ratings. And, you know, Captain Obvious goes, well, okay, well, let's let's dig a little deeper here. If you look at Iowa State's games over the last four years, since they've been good, okay, I'm not, you want to go back to 2014, 15, all right, you, you win. Because, quite frankly, nobody was interested in Iowa State because they weren't very good. But if you put apples to apples, and they've actually been successful since 2017, and you look at when Iowa State's been on Big Fox, on yeah. ABC, or on ESPN, their ratings are five times higher than if they're on FS1, ESPN2, or ESPNU. Yeah. Which makes sense to, again, Captain Obvious. However, when you look deeper here, Oklahoma's been on those three networks in the last four years 48 times. Texas has been on, on 34 times. Iowa State just 20. So, you again, when Iowa State's been on the big networks, good example, the Washington State Alamo Bowl game, 5.5 million people watched that, which was the highest Alamo Bowl viewership since 2015, more so than Texas, Utah 19, and Texas Colorado 20. Yes, Iowa State had more viewers in the Alamo Bowl than Texas did twice. Not exactly a huge audience in Washington State either. Yeah. And so Mandel replied to that tweet because he knew I was sniping him from yeah. from outside. I did not tag him, but good kudos for him. And he goes, well, that was Gardner Minshew show. Oh, of course. But how did Gardner Minshew become Gardner Minshew, C-Dub? <laughs> he was on college game day in October, and they covered his games yeah. like he was a big program. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, well, wait a second. <laughs> how are these teams becoming the brand programs? It's when they get coverage. Yeah. So you can't blame the Iowa States of the world for not being a brand when they're not treated like a brand. And when they are treated like one and they're on the big three, they get viewers. Mm-hmm. The Iowa State-Memphis Liberty Bowl in 2017 outdrew the Houston Bowl with Texas and Missouri. Two SEC programs. And here's little old Iowa State-Memphis that got more viewers because it was on ABC at a good time of day. And so my point is, even if you have this angry eight and you give them this platform where they have the national audience, I'm guessing with the oxygen in the room, somebody will build themselves a brand out of that. And so without Texas and Oklahoma, somebody else fills up the air mm-hmm. and you can build a brand because somebody's going to win. And as Matt Campbell said yeah, like yesterday, a great quote and it Matt. plays right in, it's like people want to be around winners and they want to be successful. And as long as you have somebody that's successful, they will get viewers. Another good example. BYU Coastal Carolina this past year on ESPNU, kind of in the abyss, got almost 2 million viewers because it was promoted for one. Yeah. And those were two good teams. 
that that's a good two million viewers yeah. is great for college football. Especially Normally on ESPNU. On ESPNU, the games Iowa State's been on there, you're getting three hundred and fifty, four hundred thousand people. Like it's not very good. But if, so if you look at the raw data, you go, oh man, four hundred thousand people. That's gross. When Alabama is getting eight million on CBS. This but, is. But why is that? And I was like, but we got to think more than just. All right, here's the numbers. They're not a brand. They have no value. It's like, how did they get to that point? And Oklahoma and Texas have this built-in lineage of they've been promoted and promoted and promoted. Texas has been back for 15 times in the last 15 years. It's like we're doing this this whole vicious cycle, and you can't blame the other eight when they're not promoted like Texas and Oklahoma. Doesn't that play to, into the conversation about, like, if if like some super league is formed, the short sightedness of it completely there because it is. because like if I'm a if I'm an Auburn fan and I'm in that super league, I'm not going to watch Coastal and BYU correct and vice versa. If I'm a Coastal and a BYU fan and we're in like this different division, I'm not going to watch Auburn Mississippi State. Where now, like I might, like if it's on and it's a good game, you got it. I tune it on, but like now, I, I I'd actually rather watch Kansas and um, Arizona because they're in my team's league, and yeah. I, and I do think that that's going to be a big time problem if you get to a twenty four team league. It, it it completely is, and so I just keep coming back to it. It's like if you want to build a fifteen team superpower league, okay. Go for it. But people aren't going to watch it. They're just not going to watch it. And the fact that these national media writers are going to play into this by, I mean, I get it. If you look at the data, it is what it is. And it's not pretty if you look outside of Texas and Oklahoma. So the the couple pushbacks I got on this is, well, who is Iowa State playing in those games? And you'd be surprised. Sure, Texas and Oklahoma are part of those because they've been on national TV the most. But there's a lot of the... The West Virginia game, remember the night game, and yeah, uh, yeah. that had a good number. Iowa and Iowa State always draw well. A couple mm-hmm. times they've been on Fox, um, and Iowa's not any different than Iowa State, really, in the yeah. grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, Memphis drew well. Washington State was good. The Oregon game and the Fiesta Bowl had a good number relative. But it's just like if if we're promoting, if if the the big four letter network would take the time to promote this. You're, it's, it's like they can they can create their own brand just with them. And so if in their mind, their perfect world, they don't have to pay any other any of these leagues except for the Super League, it's probably best for ESPN, but I don't think it's best for college football. And uh, But again, ESPN controls the keys here because they, they really, it's amazing. What they want to promote, it's going to be popular. People will watch. It's almost as simple as that. It's like they are, and they know it, that they hold... They hold the cards here, and you know Fox is gaining on them. If you look at ratings, they're getting closer, but it's it's tough to if, if ESPN does not want to promote you, you're going to be relocated to a second class citizen. It just is what it is, unless something changes. Which is where, yeah, I mean, I think it really becomes key, like for the Pac-12, like they've got to keep USC, like you know what I mean, like in the Big Ten, like if they don't keep. I don't think Ohio State and Michigan want to leave the Big Ten, but my point being, and I, I kind of wrote about this last week. If listen, I, it's not perfect. It's not a perfect comparison. No. But if you talk the top two brands out of any league, and you're exactly right. You know, like the value. Maybe it's not fifty percent. Well, one, you know, it's the smallest league, so it's going to be a bigger chunk. But like, I mean, take Alabama and LSU out of the SEC. 
you know, it's it's less, it's significantly less. I mean, you got floor. I, I'm just talking the television stuff, like we're talking about. I mean, I understand there's yeah. some good brands. I get all that. It's not a perfect comparison, but take Ohio State and Michigan out of the Big Ten. Take <laughs> USC right. and Oregon or USC and whoever out of the Pac-12. Yeah, like same. it is not. It it's a huge deal. Yep. So then you run into a twelve. So twelve teams take, of value. Is that it? Take Clemson and Florida State out of the yep. ACC. I know. Like who's watching that league? So and if that's college football, it's always been this way. The reason why those eight are being talked about is because the Big 12's first. It's as simple as that. The, you know, I know. If this was anybody else, that they would be talking the same about Washington State and yeah. Oregon. I mean, State like, Oregon and Utah State and, and Washington State aren't any different yeah. than Kansas State and Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, in fact, we've, Iowa State and Kansas State are way more relevant. It's just they're in a worse spot right yeah. now. So it's just it was frustrating to me where they just these eight just get written about like they have no redeeming value at all. When, but when you Baylor look at just the, won a national title. Yeah. And I, I, oh, but basketball doesn't matter. It, it, I challenge it you this. Yeah. When we're buying subscriptions to these things, you think Kansas and Iowa State basketball fans aren't going to buy subscriptions? You got it. And so my point is, let's say the Big 12 adds two or four with whoever. Somebody in that group's going to be competitive and get good and be nationally relevant. Hopefully it's Iowa State. And at that point, if you have a top 10 team Playing and meaningful it's my guy, games. Lance Leopold, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's my guy. If you have one of those programs, people will watch. Like he, SMU, look at SMU's ratings Boise. this year. People, Boise, people, people will watch start Boise. to watch, and it's just like the Boise got its own television contract with ESPN because they play on like Thursdays and stuff all the time. You there know? you go, and guess who then started promoting Boise? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's a cycle of... BYU's the same way. Yeah, I, Why do you think BYU got all that pub last year? Because they were independent, and they play whatever the hell ESPN told them and, to. And look how much ESPN started talking about Coastal last year. Yeah. And it kind of pissed us off at Iowa State fans, but look at Coastal's ratings got a lot better. Yeah. And so it's... Like, I, how many alums does Coastal yeah, have? I always say this. Uh, we've been there. We call basketball yeah. games. Yeah, that is not a big... Not much there. It literally was like uh, Lincoln High School, honestly. Yeah, yeah really. Um, individual people are smart. The collective people are not. And so people will be. People will watch what you tell them to watch. It's as simple as that. Look at political news, honestly. People no will doubt. watch what you tell them to watch. And if and you promote this and over and over if you're the right again, guy in the right time slot, yeah, they'll listen to anything they, that you they, say. They will. And so it's just like... If Iowa State's in a league that gets promoted, people will watch. I don't think it's Iowa State in itself that's the problem here. Sure, Ames is not big, but neither is Auburn, Alabama. Like you, it's just um, it's a chicken and the egg thing. And unfortunately, Iowa State's being talked about as if they're, you know, these 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 angry eight are lepers. And it's I don't think that's the case. If a if a network would give them a chance, and they'd be promoted as such, they're never going to be Texas and Oklahoma, but they're also not going to be you know, whack schools either, like they're being talked about. I would agree. Uh, all right, let's let's move on. Just a couple other quick things. Fall camp has started. Um, we've got uh, Iowa State football media day is on Monday. So you'll have a ton of content from that. See Campbell say he's got 11 starting offensive linemen? Yes. Let's just run out the 11 offensive linemen package. Speaking of package, when you talk about 11 starting offensive linemen <laughs> – that does interesting things to mine. Do you know how Nothing. long I've been waiting for put, a quote like that? Put that on a tee. <laughs> Do you know how long I've been waiting for a quote like that, Bloom? 11 offensive linemen. That's what we got this year. Campbell's just... And then he, and then he added to it. He's like, and we got some younger guys I'm not even including in that. <laughs> Basically, Campbell says we have 16 off starting offensive linemen. 
Uh, uh, real quick, I want to do a quick plug for our, our Patreon and our premium. If you were a uh, t- tier three patron, uh, you will have tier, a... How many tiers do you have? There's three. Okay. $5, $10, $20. Got it. The $20... So your, your tier threes are the... The, the highest tier, yes. like the good, the the most. We will be hosting. Okay. Uh, we're going to get a live fall camp update from Skip, Greg Brabenek, uh Matt Campbell's right hand man Monday at eight o'clock at night for the twenty dollar and up folks. And uh, he joined us last year. It's really good. He's he's pretty comfortable with us, so he'll he'll come out and talk. Skip's great. Uh, so that's a little promotion to. Uh, promote our Patreon um, page uh, and our premium members. I um, I kind of look at you guys not as like customers, but more as like stakeholders in everything we're doing. I, I mean, like we, I always am getting like the the patrons will tell me what they're looking for, and we'll we'll help them out. And uh, our, our premium and Patreon members are also getting a special kickoff party, which is coming up next week. I got uh, invited to that, right? I'm yeah, you're on the panel. Oh, Todd better. Blythe. It's you, me, Todd Blythe, and Brett Meyer. Ooh. Who does and Jeff Woody? Jeff Woody will be there too. Bunch of legends and us. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyways, um, that'll be at the Iowa Tap Room. Looking forward to that. So join up. Yeah, if you if, if you, you join, join now, between, can you go yeah, to that? If you join now, you'll see the it's link. Twenty dollars. Uh, it's twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. We're not making any money. I wanted to clarify this. Twenty five dollars gets you a meal. So they're gonna have a burger bar. But what's it cost to be a to j- get in the tier in order to? Get an invite to that. Oh, any of them. You can pay $5 oh. a month and get an invite to that. Got any it. Anybody who is part of our premium family. Got it. Um, but you get a, for 25 bucks, you get the program that we're going to put on. Yep. You get a free uh, glass of a Cody Road cocktail wow. or a Carol Light beer. Oh. Um, you get the burger bar and, the, and, and again, the program. So it's a nice little fun night. And basically, I mean, all the money raised is just going to the Iowa tap room to pay like the staff for sure. And for the food and stuff. So, and Oh, and food? Mississippi river brewing company, not brewing company, Mississippi river distilling, uh, makers of Cody Robe will be there with the cyclone fanatic Cody Robe bottles, which are on shelves now. Get your value back. So there you tenfold. go. I was in Carroll this week too. Nice. Well, Carroll country club, uh, about I like, to, I like Carroll working on a deal. Uh, with uh, Carol Light. Have you ever had Carol Light? I have. You see it in the high bees and everything. Tasty. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned for okay. that. Um, Michael Jacobson's in the NFL. <laughs> the f- Tight end you? Talk, talk about. Like, I, mean, I, I read that. I, and I was like, I didn't see that one coming. Wait did a you? second. Uh, Mike Jacobson, former Cyclone uh, men's basketball. Starter. Big, Big 12 champion, kind of. He has now uh, been signed to a contract with the Seattle Seahawks as a tight. They actually cut another guy to bring Jacobson. That's right. That's fascinating to me. Crazy. I mean, I, I, I don't I, We need really, the backstory. I, I don't, we need the backstory. Yeah, I don't I, have, Can we get Rob to call yeah, Michael? I mean. Because what I understand, okay, so uh, Michael, a uh, quality walkie high grad. Yeah, he was a hell of an Greatness. athlete. Great. I mean, he was great. Yeah. Uh, all state, both football and basketball, decided to go basketball to Nebraska. I would say did offer him as a tight end. I believe that was the Paul Rhodes staff that did that. So he could have played either at a high level. You He's, know me. I love tight ends. Love them. 6'7", you know, 6'8". I think I was the basketball program listed, listed him at. But so Michael gets done. 
He's also a finance major from the Ivy College of Business and had like a 3.8 GPA. So he could go make like real dollars and be fine. But he decides to play professional basketball, as I understand it, in Ukraine. If you know anything about the politics of Ukraine, very interesting over there. Um, and decided that maybe Ukraine wasn't the place to be. His Can't agent, blame him. His agent had a relationship with a scout with Seattle. They gave him a look. Apparently, Michael uh, wanted to not be out on the streets in Ukraine, and who could who could blame him again? Decided, where was he at in Ukraine? Re- I don't know exactly where in Ukraine. He was in Ukraine. Do you and, know when uh, when it, you talk about Ukraine, I can only think about one thing. It's this Seinfeld episode. Of course. Are you uh, sure you know where the impound yard is? Oh, stop, stop. Kramer and Newman are playing I Risk. I can't think. It's all this noise. They're on the subway. Or is it because I've built a stronghold around Greenland? I've driven you out of Western Europe? And I've left you teetering on the brink of complete annihilation. I'm not beaten yet. I still have armies in the Ukraine. <laughs> the Ukraine. You know what the Ukraine is? It's a sitting duck. A road apple, Newman. The Ukraine is weak. It's feeble. I think it's time to put the herd on the Ukraine. I come from Ukraine. You're not say Ukraine weak. Yeah, well, we're playing a game here, pal. Ukraine is game to you. How about I take your little bonus? <laughs> Ukraine is not weak. He did play for Kiev Basket. He was, he, in was Kiev. A, he was in Kiev. Interesting. Uh, but I listened to this financial podcast, these two douchebags. Uh, but they're really smart, but I, I can't stand the guys. I just want to punch them because they're just total douchebags. You know there's somebody out there that just <laughs> is singing the same thing with us, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, but I like their Except information. The but this, yeah. They just travel all over the world. They're just these, like, bachelors, mm-hmm. and they just live off of their, like, dividends. And this one guy is, like, obsessed with Kiev. He moved there. It's like, why in the hell would you move there? But I guess it, it maybe it's your thing. I, I don't know. So Jacobson worked out like crazy while he was there and turned himself into a tight end. Really? And now he's going to get a shot. What are his chances? Like, I, mean, I, mean, I don't it know. It seems I mean, like a far-fetched deal to but me. These, but. but NFL teams love that. You know, when you have the practice squad, you can have those extra, what is it, 12 guys, 10 guys, that they feel like they – like Rico. remember Rico Gathers? Yeah, yeah. Same story. He's still fighting a battle at Dallas. So you can take a chance on somebody like that, stash them for a year in the practice squad, and those guys still make a couple hundred thousand dollars to be on the practice squad. Wouldn't be a bad deal. Yeah, I mean, I remember when um, Carper was trying to, you know, well, back before he blew out his knee, and, like, the whole hope was just make a practice squad for three years, and you get the NFL pension. You get the pension, yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, you really, I mean, depending on your lifestyle, <laughs> you really don't have to work another day the rest of your life. If look, that, at, look at our buddy Sage Rosenfels. Yeah. I mean, he's Sage has the greatest life of anybody I know. Has the NFL, and, and again, we love Sage. Yeah, he worked hard for it. Oh yeah, he but he was back. It. He was back mainly a backup. He started fifteen games or so, but he'll he'll be the first to tell you that he's he's living comfortably thanks to that NFL pension now. Comfortably is a good yeah. word to put it. Yeah, and he didn't have he didn't take the beating that that others would. But anyway, hopefully this works out for Michael. He's got the great thing with him though. He's got a lot of potential. In the working world, should this not work? So it's like, why not try it? He's only 24. This is great. Yeah, no. Good no. for him. I, I, I was excited to read that. Keep an eye on it. 
Uh, anyways, so yeah, there's uh, just the fall camp stuff. We I really don't think there's any notable other than the offensive line comment. I yeah, mean, and they, it seems they started pretty, they started yesterday. Yeah, so, so, that, so there, nothing has happened. Yet. Nothing. Um, but we'll be all over that, and hopefully, hopefully what's, next Sunday night we'll have some stuff to talk. What's about. What's the access like this fall? Uh, pretty similar. Okay, um, so it's, like it's just position they, coach every day. Yeah, the only thing that they've changed. It, throughout this deal is now they're making you wear a mask, you know, because the Delta variant, yep. which I get. Like, yeah. I'm totally, you know, and there's there are guys on the team who aren't vaccinated. I would yep. hope that they're not trotting those that guys That was the out. other thing is they, as Campbell said, 90% of the yeah. team is vaccinated. So that's really good. That's good. That's really strong when you look across the board at sports in general. Yes. My guy, Kirk Cousins, made some news over the last week. He did. This season, like, I mean... It's going to be a weird season because there's no longer COVID postponements. It's a forfeit if you can't go. Yeah. So that's going to be a story. That's going to happen at some point in college football for sure. Somebody's going to have to forfeit. Yeah, and we don't really know yet the... Like, the threshold... No. ...that would force a postponement. Do not... It'll be... uh, The Big 12... Bullsby said at Media Day they would get that to us when it was done, but it's not known yet. It's fascinating. And and again, the vaccinated... And I'm not getting political here, but the vaccinated student-athletes have a different testing protocol than the non-vaccinated. This is not political. It's going... But but people turn it into a... This is not a political conversation. I I do think in, in the broader context, the Iowa State students start coming back really started last week into this week, and we'll see. I mean, I don't think it's going to have an impact on the season. Um, right now, Iowa State University is full-on, full-class, everything normal, no mask mandates, none of that. I mean, it just makes you wonder if... Can they do a ma- or did the Reynolds thing that she put on the schools, does that go to public universities? It, it does. Can they, can they do a mask mandate? I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer I don't know if that. they could or not. I don't think they could. I don't know above my pay grade. But I think, uh, you know, as it relates to Jack Tri Stadium, too, I, I don't envision, no matter how dicey this Delta thing gets, being in, any impact on the I don't, stadium for no, those curious. I, I don't either. I just don't think it's going to. I don't either. Vastly different conversation than, it was a year ago. than we were having a year ago. We're right at the Rachel time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, when, uh, August when you, 11th. When you look back at... Oh, was it 11th? So yeah. literally yeah, almost, this week. Ex- almost exactly a year from It's now. this week. God. Yeah, no, a year ago this time, because I remember, because it's right around my wife's birthday. This is why I remember this. That's so, when the, the end of the end of the world podcast we, happened. We had a deal. Um, the air conditioner broke this weekend. Ooh. Yesterday. I mean, it, was, it got to like 84 degrees Ooh. in our house. It was Brutal. awful. Brutal. Especially I, when you have a... Two-year-old. I learned very quickly that I am not cut out to live in a world without air conditioner. I am. I'm just not. You got it. Got to take. Stayed care down of in the basement a lot. I was working in my. Feels gym. nice in here now. You get it taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I know a guy who knew a guy. Got it. And um, it's always good to have an air conditioning guy. Yeah, and now I got to figure out if I'm just going to replace the, the thing at thing. the end of the year. I mean, I we've been in this house for 11 years. This house is 16 years old. And the air conditioner's never been replaced. That's so we, kind of the lifespan like, of a. I feel like we're kind of playing with house money. Yeah. At this point, just no more derechos, please. <laughs> God, no, please no. Anyways, uh, happy birthday to your wife. Thank you. Uh, my little baby, my beautiful little Elise, turns two a week from today. 
So we the next week's pod might be weird. I, I don't know. Well, we maybe have to do that on Monday or something like that. But hey, we're four weeks away, everybody. Like, did you watch all, the Hall of Fame game? Shove all. I did. I it, I I struggle. I Every struggle year, I'm like, I'm gonna watch this, I and then I don't care. <laughs> I struggle with bad football. It's like these guys aren't gonna matter. Yeah, I had it on. I was watching it at Alan Jackson's bar. <laughs> I was watching. It was How, kind of on in the background. But did I, you run into? Oh, I, I ran into like anybody. So, yeah, so I was actually on the phone with Stansbury at one point. I was doing business calls, just walking around Broadway. What's Broadway? The street? That's where it's, dude. It's it's been gr- a while. Brent. I've been I've been to Nashville once. I was with the Iowa State women's basketball team it's in 07, the, and we went to Vanderbilt. It was it's great. the greatest city in the world. Man, you're all in. Oh, they're gonna get a baseball team. Do you know that? Uh, MLB team? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Rumors Tampa's out, and they're gonna go to <laughs> Count Nashville. Count me in. That's my second favorite team, man. <laughs> I love those Southern baseball teams. It is the best city in the world. Like everything is about country music and whiskey, country music, whiskey and, and good sized population. And you learn there's more than Jack Daniels. I mean, Jack Daniels is a huge deal down there, but there's a lot of different Tennessee whiskeys. That is, I love Tennessee whiskey. I'm telling you, CommodoreFanatic.com. Oh, I, I love that. It's the single greatest city on the face of the planet. And it, <laughs> It is amazing. Trivia question. Who is the Vanderbilt football coach? Um, I know the basketball coach. Basketball coach is Jerry Stackhouse. I do not know the football coach. It's an assistant who just got hired. Oh, it was the old uh, Notre Dame guy. Fisher. Is it Fisher? It's the old Notre Dame defensive coordinator. Yeah, he's an old court. I think his last name's Fisher. Uh, Is it Fisher? I'll look it up. It's the old. It is Clark Lee. Oh, I was way off. Samsonite. <laughs> no, um, we got to do that. I got it. But the, the what part Paul, of the hey, reason. Call Pollard. The, call Pollard. Hey, you need to schedule. Schedule Vanderbilt. He's not scheduling SEC games now. Are you kidding me? You think we would give Vanderbilt all that ticket money from Iowa State fans that would go there? Oh, so other Hell news. Did no. you see this? That UNLV AD? No. Got hired in Missouri. She's got hired in Missouri. Shut up. Yes. You didn't see that? Desiree? Yeah. Yeah. The, the hyphenated last name? Yeah. She just got hired in Missouri. Well, I'm not surprised. She's been... But, Knocking on the door. Well, I I thought she was going to get UCLA the last yeah. time. So, so She's now just in Columbia. Wow. So... I know it, you know her through... Yeah. So, she's not going to be sticking it to Iowa State fans for football anymore? Well, I think the damage has been done. Wow. And they're not gonna they're not gonna open I, up the open up that upper deck. I did not I did not know that. Well good for her. Yeah. Yeah, good for her. Um uh TJ made the mistake of giving me and Clint and Corey tickets next to her family at a game one time. Did so you it, talk to Desiree? End it right there. Talk to her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Good guy. Uh, anyway, she's like a rising star in the AD. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would love to. When I do my book, when Pollard's retired, I'd love to get some comments on her uh, on how that deal uh, on the buyout. <laughs> yeah, with TJ and then the UNLV the UNLV thing? ticket thing, and see what Mr. Pollard. I do thinks. wonder. So they just 
again, I don't want to make this a COVID podcast, but they reinstituted the mask situation in Vegas last week. No, I think it's notable. So I we'll, mean, we we'll see what that means for September. We had a whole deal with our charter where, yeah, you have to wear a mask in the plane. Yeah. Like you just, you do. It's not, but just, it's not our rule. It's the federal aviation rule for those going. I know there's 25,000 cyclones that are going there. Just keep an eye on the news. Can I make another comment though? And this will make some people mad, but it drives me freaking crazy. Like I, when I'm watching the Olympics, okay, and the two swimmers get done swimming, and they're hugging each other, and like they're—I mean, they're—they're they're all over each other, right? Because they—they're like in each other's face, like a relay, or they relay teammates. No, like you know, the lane four wins, Got lane it. two gets right. silver, and they're hugging, and like, and then they come up to the camera, and they're still like touching each other, and like whatever. And the reporters are all like 10 feet away because everything is COVID over there. And then they put on the freaking mask. It drives me nuts. I know why they're doing it. They're trying to incur it. I understand. But like, we're not idiots. Like, I, we just saw you. We just Point. saw you kissing that other woman on the forehead because Point y'all taken. were... Right, yeah. like we just saw it. They were there was a camera on you. I, you don't need to put your mask on to talk into a microphone because then it hurts us as the viewer and we can't understand you as well. We want to see you smile. You just want a gold medal. You don't need to do that. It's been the Olympics is just it's been driving me nuts. Uh, they can't compete if they have COVID. Like they're, they're being <laughs> tested. Chris Hannity back at it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. But you know what I mean? Like, I it do. is like. I agree. It drives me I nuts. I think. It most... drove me nuts a year ago. It's even. It's a million times worse now. They're all pretty much all vaccinated and have been tested. I, they don't need I, to put the mask on to talk into a microphone. I'm nodding my head. Am I, is that going to offend people? What I just said? I could. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're. I feel like it, I feel like it's a rational take. I think, that it's I, a, just I think it is a very rational take. Yeah. Like I don't think that that was. I don't think that was appropriate. What you said. Calling me Chris Hannity. Like I don't believe that I deserved that. Chris. Chris Carlson Tucker. No. Um, Chris. Casey. Uh, Chris Kasich, yeah. Right down, right the, down middle, the middle, baby. Yeah, who's down the middle, poor? Right down the middle. I don't even know. Uh, good stuff. But anyway, keep an eye on Vegas. It might impact your travel plans. Oh. I mean, you Boys just might have to wear a mask. mask. It's the stadium's yeah. indoors. That's yeah. my point. Like, yeah, you don't may have to wear a mask. mask. Yeah. We're still going to have the game. All right. Uh, so th- we get the quarantine podcast can continue as such. Thanks, Bloom. Appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you. Um, that's it. Uh, we will have... I'm trying to find uh, which English song that we should be playing here. Should we go with the classic? Go here? the old standby. It was. It's called because people can now download and buy this. Uh, yes, I, and I would encourage you to buy it. Yeah, buy it. Buy it for English, Give, please. Give them some money with our guys. English, uh, Auro Bros. O U R O B O R O S. Auro Bros. Boris. Boris. Aura Boris. English taking you home on a Sunday night. Have a great week. Hopefully some positive realignment news. Probably not, though. I wouldn't hold your breath. Maybe Stuart Mandel will buy this song. Do you think he'll come on the pod with us next week if enough of our people ask him? I'll show him my athletic subscription. (laughs) Devouring, devouring, delicious, a sin.